Football is officially back, and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia, and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nora Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday's show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok and Twitter at Ringer NFL. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets, and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome back to the Rostradamus Show. It's yours truly, Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. the Rostradamus. You know how it's going down. We got my main man in the building. Chicago Flow. Chicago's own. Sean Little. What's good? How you feeling, man? RP, thank you for having me, man. This is a long time coming. I'm excited. You you the man, Rostradamus. If, if that's not a perfect name for a podcast, <laughs> for a capper, I don't know what is. I love it, man. Let's get to it. I mean, you know how it's going down. I mean, at the end of the day, you I always tell people I'm a big Nas fan. So I wanted to shout out Nas. I wanted to show out my, my my music history. I don't like Nostradamus album, but Nas is my guy. And then also I cap and, and you know, bet and everything like that. So I just thought it was perfect. But yeah, let's get down to business. I mean, we got a lot of big things going on right now. Obviously, I'm from Philadelphia. So I want to ask you your thoughts on the Philadelphia 76ers going forward. How will you be approaching them? I mean, like, what do you do with this team right now? Yeah, well, we know Tobias Harris is not going to pick up the slack. You know what I'm saying? So we <laughs> oh, know we man. know <laughs> we know we don't got to worry about him stepping up in a major way to fill the gap, right? So without the big fellow, they are very difficult to cap. Now, of course, you know, I just had this conversation recently with Matt Moore about this future and this potential value on picking up a team to win the East or maybe even a win total, depending on what the timeline is on Joel coming back. But this team without Joel Embiid is not very good. And it's it's now a proven track record. When he's not on the floor, they're just they can't compete with a lot of teams. So the East is doing nothing but getting better and more healthy with now Halliburton back and coming off that minutes restriction. I still have faith that Miami's gonna start to put it together a little bit, but it's starting to wane day in 
and day out because I think we can only heat culture so many W's. What do you say, RP? Only uh, only a fake thugs can only pretend for so long? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> how I'm starting to feel about the Miami Heat. They pulled off a miracle last year, took it to the finals, and now we're essentially in the same exact position, if not a worse position with Jimmy being a, a year older and them having a younger squad. And now, for whatever reason, we can shoot a whole separate pot on this with Hero back in the fold. They seem to be a little discombobulated overall. They they just can't string it together, right? So between the Knicks and the Pacers getting better and now Joel going, going down, it's going to be very tough to handicap this team overall. Try to get a clear timeline on Joel before I'm printing anything on the Philadelphia 76ers. Now, when we're talking about a night-to-night basis, it's always going to be about a matchup and how we feel certain teams match up against Philly. I would just be very cautious when it when it, when it comes to looking at the Sixers and make sure you like the matchup and feel like Tobias can win, Maxi can win, and the rest of the guys coming off the bench can can also impact as well. You know, it's so interesting because I mean, we see the Sixers right now they're eleven to one to win the East, and from my view, they might as well be twenty to one to win the East because you look at the last five games; they're one and six, and their only win is coming against the Utah Jazz, who are one and four in the last five games outside of the comeback win against the Bucks last night. And the defense is really a problem. Like, I mean, you're looking at this team with Joel on the floor; they have a defensive rating of one twelve. With Joel off the floor, they got a defensive rating of 120. And they lose what he brings offensively as well. So, you know, offensively, they with him on the floor, 122 per hundred possessions. With him off the floor, 115. And those last four, you look at the last four games or so, they've given up offensive ratings of 137, 125, 130, and 135 to the Blaze, Warriors, Jazz, and Nets. These aren't like top-tier teams. So I wish the sports books would open up a number on the Sixers to miss the postseason because, you know, I like to, I mean, I'm not really the biggest future player, but if I'm going to take a shot, I'm going to take on some, a shot on something, a long shot. So I wish they would open that up. I mean, you got teams like, I mean, right now, the top four is the Celtics, Bucks, Cavs, and Knicks. What's your thoughts on the Knicks? How much time do we got? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, you know what's the look. Let me let me preface this and give it a little bit of context for the, for the people that don't know me and aren't familiar. Yeah. I work at MSG Network. That's the main gig. Yeah. I also work at Action, right? So mm-hmm. I am in the building at the Garden every night for every Knicks game. I'm working pregame. I'm doing a lot of different stuff on that end with Monica McNutt, Alan Hahn, and Wally and the rest of those guys. So I'm in the building. So I got to tell you, my, my Kool-Aid's a little tainted because I'm sipping it a little bit on the New York Knicks because I think, first of all, number one, they mm-hmm. play basketball the right way. The rest of the guys are actually yeah. showing up on a night-to-night basis. Um, there's a lot of players and a lot of individuals and a lot of teams you can go across the league and you have no idea who's going to show up on a night-to-night basis. And that's not something you have to worry about with the Knicks. Now, we know how well they've been playing since the OG trade, but they're covering numbers too. Yeah. Like 14-4, and four, the last 18 ATS. So they're winning covering numbers, and they're doing this with, you know, next man up mentality, which is the Tibbs way anyway. Dante DiVincenzo has been stepping up to fill that offensive gap. Deuce McBride is the new Emmanuel quickly. 
they knew that moving off Emmanuel Quigley, that they were going to sign Deuce McBride to a very, very, very reasonable deal. He was going to be able to come off the bench and fill that offensive gap somewhat that Emmanuel Quigley would bring. Everything is working over there. The vibe is extremely hot in the tunnel, in the lounge, on the floor pregame. Everything is positive across the board, and they feel like they can compete. Now, an interesting thing here is they are asking a lot of Jalen Brunson just on a night-to-night basis. Now, I know Julius Randle is out, but even when Julius is there, they're still asking Jalen and Julius to score 30 a night. And that's very difficult to sustain when we start talking about competing in the East and going to the Eastern Conference Finals because I truly believe that's the ceiling here for the Knicks. They could take this to the Eastern Conference Finals, especially with Joel going down. And Mm -hmm. they beat Cleveland last year. They're They're not afraid of anybody. We just talked about Miami taking a dip. So I really think this team can get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And we know, Raheem, what happens when you put a lot of pressure on the Boston Celtics. And the Knicks are a team in that environment in the Garden that can put a lot of pressure on the Boston Celtics. And they've crumbled in every opportunity outside of Tatum going crazy in a Game 7 where Philly was crumbling as well. So we, we we know how they can get down when it when 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 it gets tight and it seems like the Knicks are built defensively first to kind of show up in those spots. So I really like the Knicks. I really like mm-hmm. what they're doing. And um the only thing that worries me a bit is that if they just start blitzing. You you saw what the game, you saw the game the other night against the Lakers. They mm-hmm. just started blitzing Jalen Brunson every single possession and then LeBron went vintage LeBron almost like Cavs mm-hmm. or Miami Versus Bulls, D Rose, like, hey, bro, I got the point guard. I'm gonna go ahead and try to lock. I'm gonna go ahead and cancel out this possession and and, and play ball. And similarly to what Toronto did to SGA last night, if you watched that game, yeah, I watched like, that game. I, yo, they just blitzed SGA every single time down. It was a double but, team. And Oklahoma City, they had enough shooters to make them pay, and it was like it was interesting because I think Oklahoma City was down 13. I mean, 19 or so. I actually took Oklahoma City on the live line. Everybody knows I'm a big live player. So I took them to come back, and they ended up getting it done in overtime. And it was just like, SGA is just, his game is just so beautiful because he could just get to whatever spot he wants, and he's just never panicked. But Oklahoma City has so many shooters that they're going to make you pay if you double off of him. My concern with the Knicks is that when it comes to the playoffs, you know, and I was talking to Bill about this the other day. For whatever reason, Thibs has them playing really on a high level in the regular season, but he can't maintain that. So do you think that this team is different from any of those previous Thibs teams? Yeah, I mean, I'm very familiar. You know, I'm from Chicago, so I'm very familiar with with (laughs) Thibs and his style and him wearing guys out and, you know, playing a lot of minutes. Just that style is very difficult, right, to deal with. But he's building and has built a roster of guys that seem like they can hold up and are ready for that. We're not talking about Andrew Wiggins on the team. Yeah. Why do you think Cam Reddish, Cam, Cam mm-hmm. Reddish came to town and was like, yeah. Like he was already, you know, in a transitional, trying to find himself as a guy in the NBA. And Tibbs is not, like, that wasn't a good fit for him, right? Yeah. The Fournier. Sounds good. Needs shooting. Not a Tibbs guy, not playing. Mm-hmm. But the rest yeah. of these guys, OG, 
Dante, Deuce. I think quickly was collateral damage overall. I think he did fit that that Tibbs mold. But mm-hmm. all these guys seem like they can hold up if they stay healthy. Like yeah. Julius is a guy that doesn't miss any games. Jalen mm-hmm. doesn't miss any games. Those are Tibbs type of dudes. So I think they can hold up. And I mm-hmm. think they did get a big refresh with the OG coming in January. That's still a little bit down the road in the middle of the year. Still a lot of games to go, of course. But mm-hmm. I think last year's playoff run was just a little preview. And they're showing you now that they can get even better. So, yeah, I think this, I, I truly believe this Knicks team can take this to the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Finals. So you believe you believe in this Knicks team. Do you think there's any value on the betting markets? I mean, we know that they're plus 850 to win the East. And then if you go, like, you look at Jalen Brunson right now, he's 55 to 1 to win MVP. So, you know, just changing gears a little bit, how do you feel about the Knicks' chances of, you know, possibly making the finals? And then how do you feel about the Jalen Brunson MVP and just the MVP in general right now? Yeah, let's start with just them winning the East. Now, mm-hmm. that number has drastically dropped in the last month since January. Yeah. Even, even, the first week into the OG trade, you still could have got like 25 to 1 for them to win the East. So yeah. the fact that we're even talking about them at that low of a number is really impressive. As much as I hate on the Celtics and as much as I hate on Cleveland and as much as I hate on Milwaukee, seven-game series are very uh, just a different animal. Yeah. Now, the atmosphere in the garden is really going to help those boys. But when we're talking about seven games and it's every other night and you get to kind of come up with a plan on slowing down Jalen Brunson, because let's be honest, if yeah. you slow down Jalen Brunson, that team offensively especially is in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I love Josh Hart. Offensively, he needs the table set. Dante yeah. needs the table set offensively. And Jalen's doing all these things. But they're still, I want to say, I looked up the number maybe last week. Between Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle, the usage rate was almost 50%. It was like 48 and a half. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So yeah. when Julius goes down, I haven't pulled mm-hmm. the number on, on Brunson. But it has to, his, his usage rate has to be up there, Luka-type levels in the last four or five games. So I think in a seven-game series, it's really difficult to ask what you're going to ask of Jalen Brunson night in, night out. Now, if they end up packing up this Fournier deal Mm -hmm. and going to add a little more help, then we could have another conversation. But we have a term that you're very familiar with that we laugh about, and it's like, I don't want to be eating CLV sandwiches. Oh, yeah. Like, yo, I printed this great Knicks ticket Three weeks ago, I got 15 to 1 to win the East, man. Like, what a great bet. It's 4 to 1 now. And then now, mm. we, depending on how the seeds lay out, I think that's also very important too. Last point here is yeah. that keep an eye on what this, the seeding is going to be. Cause if they got to go through Milwaukee and then they got to play Boston, depending on how it shakes or whatever, then it's like, that's a tall order to yeah. ask of this young Knicks team that I believe is evolving into a real player in the NBA, but not at that final form yet. That makes sense. That makes sense. So it it feels like I got to, I mean, because right now Boston is the clear-cut favorite in this conference. Yeah. 
And it just feels like everybody's shaky on Milwaukee. I was a little bit higher on Milwaukee than most people, but at, like I just don't know if Doc can turn this around like right now. So it's it's just tough for me to really back anything in the East. Now let's 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 get to the MVP because I like this is this is really tough right now because Jokic is minus one fifty to win the award, and we know Embiid went down. He was pretty much the guy, and you look at like a guy like. SGA, like he's playing out of his mind. I don't understand why that line is plus 230. So you can help me out with this. Give me your thoughts on MVP. Is there value in anybody? A lot of people are saying Luca, but I'm not buying that at all. Yeah. I, I mean, look, I recorded, I was just, I had a conversation last week, not mm-hmm. even last week, Thursday night, and SGA was plus 165. So it's already moved almost a full dollar in three or four days. And Jokic is still around that minus 145, minus 165, depending on where you're looking. We're in the age right now of these are the LeBron MVP days for Jokic, where if you start Mm -hmm. looking at plus minus and on off and usage and impact on the floor, Jokic's numbers are going to are going to beat up everybody's outside of Embiid's. Yeah. Right. So Mm -hmm. we're in that. Window and then where, when you like not to cut you off, the advanced numbers from Jokic is always going to be better than Embiid. Like Embiid's going to have the counting, Embiid's going to have the counting stats, but Jokic is just going to dominate him in the Vorps and the BBMs and yep. the Darkos and all the different advanced metrics that everybody's using. <laughs> yes, like e- eat him up in all of those. So that's exactly what I'm getting at. Is we're in that position in that window for Jokic where if we, if the LeBron the LeBron years where hey man. We could give this dude MVP every single year, and we couldn't really be mad, too too mad about it. And, but we also know how much of a narrative and and those type of discussions come into play here when we're talking about awards in general. I.e., Marcus Smart winning DPOY. You could go all the way down the line of a lot of different things happening purely on just narrative based stuff. So. The only value on the board at this spot for me is going to be SGA because I think at plus 250 and with that story behind him of a guy that was discarded and and just packaged up as a trade now has one of the youngest teams in the league towards the top of the West. And we know you have to win to win this award. So what you're looking at right now is a guy in SGA that's going to average 30 six and six, essentially, be number one or number two in the West and have a sh- an extremely young team and make that young team that much better on a night-to-night basis. So yeah. it then comes down to you're battling a few things. You're also battling voters that feel like Jokic should have won it last year. And now yeah. it's like, it's almost like they're trying to get it back to him this year. So it's like, okay, you don't have to deal with the three three MVPs in a row thing, but it's time to get Jokic a third. And then you have a great story in SGA. And I think also a big part of this falls on where Denver's going to end up in the West. If, if Denver ends up fourth, then it, it, it may be, it may be a different, a different story, but the numbers for Jokic are going to beat everyone else's. It, it, it kind of depends on where they finish in the standings where mm-hmm. I see this number Finishing up, I think at plus two fifty though, 
I'm not sure how much longer you're going to see that number for SGA, but Jokic is spooky to go against. I, I still think there's time to wait mm. and let a few things develop here, depending on if OKC can hold on to that one or two seed in the West. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yes, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's so interesting because I mean, it's, there's not much separating these two teams. I guess my fear for Jokic is that they just won't care down the stretch. I mean, we right. kind of saw it last year. It was kind of like they just they threw in the towel and just wanted to stay healthy for the postseason and. I'm not seeing any value on anybody else. I mean, people are looking at Luka's numbers, and they're tremendous, but they aren't winning. I mean, he's at, like, 35 a game with eight rebounds. They're just not winning, and that's the real concern for me. And then not only are they not winning, Luka's missed eight games this year, so he might have a problem making that 65-game mark as well. So I think there's only two guys on the board I could see realistically winning this right now, and it's Jokic and SGA. And I think... A lot of times, like because this is just so wide open, a signature moment is going to happen in March that's going to decide this. But yeah, I mean, um, we, we saw what happened last year with Embiid, right? He hangs up the the fifty burger and it's, it's game over. Slips yeah. are turned in. It didn't even matter what really happened after that. And Jokic ended up closing really strong. And I know a lot of people are like, "Damn, I might have I might have voted for the wrong boy in this spot." But yeah, the a signature. I had an moment. MVP voter actually tell me that the other day. He was like, "Look, man, I re- I regret." voting for MB last year and that's going to matter this year so yep. I mean it's tough I hate betting into these MVP markets I'm going to be honest with you just because the year when Russell Westbrook won it I had Harden at like 17 to 1 and he was the favorite at the All-Star break he yeah. was winning games and I had an MVP model at the time and it was it was frustrating for me because my model always said they have to win like that's the biggest like factor in these MVP awards. And because Russell gets two more rebounds, he ends up winning it. So I was a little pissed pissed after that. But we got a good NBA slate tonight. Well, kind of an ugly NBA slate tonight. I would love to know what you're feeling. I'm going to give a couple couple of mine, but I want to hear you go first. Yeah, I'm looking at the Cavs here. Minus the four. Wow, same side. Okay, okay. Minus the four and a (laughs) half. uh, Playing the Kings. This is a couple different things. Number one. If you're new to this, if you're a vet to this, because I still fall trapped to this, and I've been, we, we both, uh, Raheem, been doing this for a long time. Respect the injury report as much as you can and check and check in with your people who are in the know and, and holler at people and see what they think about certain injuries. So Cavs minus four and a half here, but Jared Allen is questionable. 
on the list as of this morning as we record this. Now, the reason I'm looking at the Cavs here, flat out, it's a great spot for them. The Kings, 11 of their last 13 have been on the road. Seventh straight road game is tonight in Cleveland, third in four days. So they've, yeah. it's, it's, they've been on the road forever. And they've been playing, they've been playing pretty well, been getting W's. And in third, they, this is their third game in four days. Now, this would this also jumped out to me. Now, Kings, mm-hmm. you know, running around the country, busting heads a little bit, playing pretty well. But they've only played two, they have two wins versus top 10 defenses in the NBA in January. One was versus the Magic on January 3rd, 138-135 in double OT. The second win is versus the Grizzlies last week where they only scored 103 to win, 103-94 in that spot. Mm-hmm. So they've been on the road. They're trying to close out the last game of the road trip, which is always extremely difficult. Now they're playing one of the top defenses in the NBA who have actually been rolling. Donovan Mitchell has been rolling. Cavs 9-2 and two ATS this year with the rest advantage. I would call this a rest advantage with how many games mm-hmm. the, the Cavs have been playing in this spot. But last point, teams since 2020, teams mm-hmm. on a five-plus game road trip on the last game against the spread are 95-104-7. and seven. You see a lot of teams on the final game of a road trip just trying to get home, man. We've been yeah. on the road forever, and we played pretty well on this trip, got some Ws. Let's just, I mean, even if it's subconsciously, it's like, I'm I'm ready to get back to the crib. Now you're gonna yeah. you're gonna run me three and four, and I gotta play one of the best defenses in the NBA. If Jared Allen does go, I gotta back the Cavs here in this spot minus four and a half. Yeah, I'm so glad because this was literally my favorite play on the board. I mean, yeah. like you said it all. Kings on a seven game road trip, playing a, they're playing a third game in four nights. Right. And I don't know if people realize it, but since January first. Cavs have the best net rating in the league. They are 13 and 2 in their last 15 games. They played 15 games in like since January 1st. And they have a net rating of like plus 14.6. So they've been absolutely dominant. And last two weeks, eighth in offensive rate, 120 points per hundred possessions. Third in defensive rate, 108 points per hundred possessions. And you look at that Kings win streak. I mean, it's come over the Warriors, come over the Mavericks, the Grizzlies, the Heat, the um, where they lost to the Heat. That was a good spot to take the Heat right there yeah. on a on a back to back. They 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 and they, and, they, and they hadn't won. And I think the Heat had lost like seven or eight in a row. Like yeah, yeah. that was a really tough. spot. And they had for... the Miami. They had the Miami flu. Of course. And then you play the Pacers with Halliburton still on a minutes restriction, and then you play a, a, a bad Bulls team. So to me, this is a step up in competition. And you know, I hate to use the revenge factor because I mean, it's not something that you can really quantify, but. The Cavs went into their house in November and they were on, you know, their West Coast road trip. And that West Coast road trip, I mean, it was pretty long. They, they played the Thunder, the Warriors. Then they played the Kings of the third game and they played the Blazers. So they just kind of dropped one in the middle and they you didn't get their best spot. And I just think you're going to get their best shot tonight. So I really like the Cavs. I, think, I just think this is, this is the spot. I mean, you can find it at minus four. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I think some like the injury news to Jared Allen kind of brought this down a little bit, but I still like it. So that's where I'm going with. Do you have another one? 
No, that's the best bet for for the Monday slate. Uh, I really like that spot, so I'm not going to cannibalize myself with a spot that I don't love as much. And then I'm splitting, and then I'm paying the juice, man. So, yeah, that's my best bet. I like the Cavs a lot. Okay, okay. I'm going to go with the Dallas Mavericks. And my power rating doesn't agree with this at all, but I'm just not buying the Sixers team right now. I mean, like I said before, I already listed all the offensive ratings they've given up (laughs) recently. And I typically don't like to to back this Mavericks team when they don't have Derek Lively. He is, I mean, out for this matchup. But I don't think they have, they don't have to worry about Joel Embiid. I mean, Paul Reed is a nice replacement, but at the end of the day, you got to be able to keep up offensively. And you look at the injury report for the Sixers. Tobias is, I mean, he's coming off that illness. He missed the game the other day. Nick Platoon is out with the hamstring. You got Melton, he's still been out. So I just think offensively, this is a this is an offensive matchup. And I just think that the, the Mavericks, they have the better offense right now. I just don't think the Sixers have enough. I think that's why you're seeing that total go up. It was 241 and a half. I would have recommended the, the over, but I think this has climbed up a little bit too much for me to give out now. Obviously, these lines aren't static, so we're constantly moving. So a lot of times I come into this podcast and I want to give out a game and it moves. <laughs> like one of the games that I actually had circled today was the Golden State Warriors plus three. And by the time we sat down to record, you're looking at minus one and a half at FanDuel Sportsbook right now. So that's, I mean, that's gone. But I do like the Mavericks minus one and a half. My favorite play is the Cavs. But I mean, those are the two that I'm going with right now. I would like to ask your opinion on this one particular game because I just think it's really interesting. Clippers versus Hawks. I know a lot of people are out there looking at this Hawks team. They're probably one of the worst cover teams in the history of the NBA. You, you're talking about a team that, what are they right now? They're 14 and 35 <laughs> against the spread. Like, I, there's people out there who will probably be rich if they didn't bet on the Atlanta Hawks. Um, but they seem to be turning it around. They have wins over the Suns. <sighs> like, what do you do with this game? Very interesting team, the Atlanta Hawks. Now, just the whole situation in general, before we get to the game, Raheem, mm-hmm. have you ever heard of a point guard average 10 assists back-to-back years? We won't even talk about the scoring and not get a look for the All-Star game two years in a row. Two years in a row, this guy is averaging 10-plus assists. We will Okay, then now we could talk about him scoring 28 to 30 a night. Yeah. Doesn't... doesn't I, I don't know it for a fact. I'd have to go back and look at the historical data on it. But I would, I'd be willing to bet that there's no point guard in NBA history that, is, that at the break has averaged 28 to 30 points a game with 10 dimes, didn't make the All-Star game. That happened to, that happened to Trey Young two years ago. So the, the, the whole atmosphere around Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks is extremely poor. So it's one of those squads, I, you don't want to, you know how people always People always want to mess around and like, this dude's untouchable, it's unbettable. There's no such thing as that if you're an actual handicapper. You're looking for a spot. I don't care who it is or how nasty it could get. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to go to the murky waters. Sometimes you got to mm-hmm. go out on a limb. That's where the fruit is. But this team is so difficult to figure out on a night-to-night basis. So it, it would have to be the Clippers or nothing for me because – they're the worst cover in the NBA. I don't like the brand of basketball they play. DeJounte Murray is constantly in trade talks. 
and that has to be a major element in the locker room. Don't when you're handicapping and just looking at overall scope and potential of teams. I think a very undervalued piece of of everything is just the chemistry and how well these dudes are getting along. The New York yeah. Knicks all love hanging out and playing together. It is the exact opposite in Atlanta, and it yeah. shows because I because mm-hmm. I believe in the coach. I don't think it's Schneider. Mm-hmm. I actually believe in what he can do on that end. The roster construction with Trey being the guy, the trigger man, something is not right with that situation. So it would have to be Clippers or or, or nothing for me. And the Clippers have been playing some really good basketball. We yeah. want to hate on James. Since he's been settled, they have been absolutely nails. Against the spread, straight up, whatever you mm-hmm. want. They've been damn near the best team in the NBA. You can argue that. So it'd have to be Clippers or nothing for me. It's well, Listen to this number. Mm-hmm. They're the worst team in the NBA on the cover, the Atlanta Hawks. But with the rest advantage, 6-1 and one against the spread, number two in the NBA. So, like, you just can't figure them out. They, they get a little mm-hmm. rest. They want to come out and cover. But more times mm-hmm. than not, it's even rest. And then they're getting smashed and getting blown out. So... Really tough team. That, to that's interesting you said it. I mean, because the Clippers actually, this is a very similar spot to the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Clippers, they have their seven-game road trip, and they, you know, they, they're, what are they? they they're six and one on the road trip right now, and they play all Eastern Conference teams, and, like, they could really kind of just pack, they played Miami yesterday on, like, in the afternoon. They could kind of pack it in, but I think the thing that's keeping me off of this game, because I would lean towards the Hawks just on a rest advantage, but look, my number for this game is Clippers minus four, and that's what the rest advantage is still in. I mean, that's what the rest advantage for the um the Hawks priced in. So I'm actually showing an edge on the Clippers, but I just can't I can't do it on that side. And I just think this would be a spot to where the Clippers pack it in. But I watched Harden throughout his entire career, and for some reason, he tends to show up in these back to back. I don't know what it is. It's like him, Chris Paul. Their style of play is conducive because they just play so slow. So I'm going to stay off of this one. I know there's probably sharps on both sides of this game, but I, I thought it was probably the most interesting game of the night. Um, yeah. I mean, I did, it, it jumps off the board that it's minus three, right? Like when you yeah. see three, it immediately jumps out. You're like, oh, like what, what, what's, what's, what's going on here? Why is, it, why is it this short? And I think all the stuff you just laid out is built in. They've been on the yeah. road uh, just like the Kings. They're on the back-to-back. But mm-hmm. this team, I'll say this, it does feel a little different where we're no longer talking about is Kawhi going to play. Kawhi playing. Yeah, We're not talking about if, if, if James is out of whack. James is locked in. Russell's believing in, and has bought in to coming off the bench. Norman Powell is probably one of the most underrated scorers in the NBA. And they play defense. So it, it is one of those spots where I'm not back in Atlanta, but it is it is a little shaky that the number is so short. I think all the things we just talked about is built into the number. Clippers, the injury report not yet submitted, so keep an eye on that. But yeah, this is uh, I think a lot of things are built into this number, and a lot of people, the bookmakers, number one, are accounting for all the things we laid out. That's why we're seeing a, a three, three and a half in this spot. That makes sense. That makes sense. So. Before we get out of here, do you have a Super Bowl pick? <laughs> so, I've faded 
I faded Patrick Mahomes two weeks in a row. <laughs> oh, I took. I was all you, you ain't listen to me. I know. I, I know. I tried right. to tell you. We and did I, like, talk. I, <laughs> we did talk. We were texting. I uh, saw so faded Pat two weeks in a row, mm. and now if I faded him a third time, I would just mentally be cooked <laughs> and cloudy. And that's what you need as a better and as a yeah. as a as a as a real deal sports better. Yeah. Not not like people packing up picks and doing all sorts of stuff. I'm talking about if you're living this day to day, you know if you are or not. It's you want to keep your mental as clear as possible. That is absolute number one. Now, I know if I fade Pat Mahomes for the third week in a row and he cooks me on the Super Bowl, I'm going to have to take a whole week off. Like, I'm going to be that mad at myself, right? Yeah. So I say all that to say this. I like the Niners. <laughs> <laughs> like I, you don't I care to that. tell us you don't care to tell us Whiff won her fourth album of the year Grammy last night yeah, <laughs> yeah this was like I say all that to say <laughs> I'd have to back the Niners in this spot I know you could still catch a minus one and a half out there as well um that's mm-hmm. that's my lean I have no slips printed yet it's a big mm-hmm. week here I'm gonna I'm gonna really start to dig in but this Kyle Shanahan versus Steve, mm-hmm. Steve Spagnola matchup is the key. Yeah. I, I don't think you're not going to be in a situation with the San Francisco 49ers where he's going to, Kyle Shanahan's going to abandon that run game like Baltimore did. Yeah. Baltimore had a, a panic like, I've, like I've, I haven't seen the team panic in quite a while. And they panicked Tom Monk early. should be investigated for that game plan. Like yes. I've just never seen anything like that. Yeah, they panicked early and never just never got back into the game and never got back to it. Kyle Shanahan's not going to do that. He's going to continue to run the rock all mm. day long. And then when he and the Niners are able to run the rock, then Brock, that's when Brock Purdy looks like the MVP. Because yeah. you're not asking him to throw the ball 30, 35, 40 times. If you go back and look at all the metrics, because I'm, I'm a Brock Purdy guy. I think he can play ball. I am but too. If you go back and look at all the metrics when he was, you know, number one in air yards per completion, which is a big metric for me when I'm talking about if you can actually play ball or not. Mm-hmm. He still was towards the bottom of the league in pass attempts. He was only throwing it 27, 28, 29 times a game. He wasn't mm-hmm. getting asked to throw it 40 times, right? Yeah. And, the, and, the, and the, that balance comes in when you can run the rock. So I believe the Niners are going to be able to run the rock, and I believe once that's the case, Brock Purdy then starts to look very, very high level. So I have to go with um, the Niners as it sits on on a Monday, February mm-hmm. 5th. But we're going to dig in and see. But I lean Niners minus one and a half. Um, mm-hmm. But Patrick Mahomes is a spooky dude, man. That's, mm-hmm. that, that, that's it. I've, I've been making fun of people for weeks about like, yeah, go ahead, give it to me. Your only cap is Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and awful bye and da-da-da-da-da and Patrick is this and that's the only cap that's been necessary. So I'm going to dig yeah. in and, and try to find that in the defense. I mean, the defense right now is just, I mean, it's pretty much one of them games. Like, I don't know how many, I I probably couldn't count on one hand how many NFL games I've watched where the opposing team doesn't score anything and they still win. Like, that's just not possible. So I, I kind of agree with you on the Niners. I'm just not going to bet this game. And I know, like, people are going to look at me crazy. I have Chiefs futures at 10 to 1. 
there's no reason for me to even bet this game because, I mean, at least right now, because I look at this game like this. If you're going by your power ratings or you're going by your priors, you have to take the 49ers. This line would be five if it was a regular season game. But the way the 49ers have played in the last two games, like they scraped by against the Packers, they scraped by against the Lions. I think that that's who this team is now. And against a more experienced quarterback, they lose both of those games. And, you know, without some fluke plays, they lose both of those games. So I just can't, I, I don't know. I just think the 49ers are the better team, but I don't think they're the team that they were. And I just think Patrick's experience is just, I mean, it's too much. So I'm probably going to hold with my futures and play a bunch of props and play everything else but the side. Um, but that's our show for today. We got, I mean, we got a lot. We, we spoke about a lot. I mean, you broke down the Knicks, the Sixers. You gave us the Cavs minus four. I'm on the Cavs minus four. I'm on the Dallas Mavericks minus one and a half as well. So we got two picks for today. Um, it's unfortunate that that Warriors line moved because that would have been a pick as well. Um, I'm trying to think if there's something else I can give you guys that, you know, kind of really stands out for me. Um, I typically do a lot of totals. Today is like the first day I haven't done any totals at all. Um, I think we're going to keep it that way. So those are our picks for today. It's the Roger Diamond Show. Sean Little, let them know where they can find you. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm around. I'm around. At Chicago Flow on Twitter. At Chicago Flow on Instagram. We putting out content, man. Catch uh, the show I do on MSG Network. It's called The Juice Bar. It airs mm-hmm. every Wednesday at noon. We're, we're starting to transition to the NBA here with, with football wrapping up. But MSG Network, Action Network, of course, Buckets Pod, man. I, mm-hmm. Me, my guy Jay Money is Money, and a couple other guys, Matt Moore, are on Buckets three days a week. So I'm on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So check me out there. Buckets Pod, Action Network, MSG Network, and uh, my personal stuff, man. We working. We trying to put some winners together every single day. That's what, that's what it's about. No doubt, man. Thanks for coming on. Always an honor. Always a pleasure. Y'all My know how dog. it's going down. Man, we, got, we on the East Coast, man. We got to link up ASAP, man. We got to do Yo, that. Let's, let's definitely link. I need to come up to, I need to, come up to New York. Man, whatever, wherever we gotta do. If we gotta go, I know we're supposed to go to a football game, but it just, I just, honestly, NFL season. I'm just so wrapped up, and then we do the rank. We was doing the ring of wise guys, so it's yeah. hard for me to get out to a game. But don't, like, hey, I'm definitely listen to the people. Don't let RP lie to you. He likes to sit in front of the screen and make money instead of go enjoy himself at the game. Don't, <laughs> don't let he likes to sit in front of the screen. He like Sean. I'm not going to the game, bro. I'm trying. We. We sitting live betting in front of the board. Like, like okay, I, I actually, I actually do the same thing. So I can't, I can't. No, lie. but you know, it's, it's so crazy. When basketball is on, I can go to a basketball game. But NFL is just, I, I would miss too much. I would have yeah, to spend the whole true. next day. I spend the whole next day watching every game, and it's just, it's not the same. So, but yeah, no, let's no, definitely no. get up. This has been the Rocket Diamond me, Show. Boy. No doubt, man. Thanks for coming on. Y'all make sure y'all check us out. We're doing East Coast Bias live from Vegas on Wednesday. We're doing Ringer Wise Guys live from Vegas on Wednesday. We got a FanDuel party. Make sure you check out the lines on FanDuel Sportsbook. Best sportsbook. Y'all know how it's going down. Raheem Prime, Rashid Dama, Sean Little, MSG Action Network. We out.
Must be 21 and up in President Select States. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona. 1-888-789-789. 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK in New York.